The Behoof for Podcast is an 18 plus podcast. Please don't listen to it with your children or grandmother in the room and, you know, probably not your coworker. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys. So this week's song uh, is inspired by a musician I really like, and it's kind of subtle. You might not notice it. Um, all right, so here we go. Jason Derulo. Baby Bird. Jesus Christ. Baby Bird podcast right now. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. Maybe not SoundCloud. I don't know if we figured that out yet. Something, something, something. It's the Baby Bird podcast. <laughs> Baby for podcast is not on SoundCloud yet. That is still a work in progress. Please do not listen to Lily. She is not a canon source of information on this podcast. Apply. If you start experiencing the condition known as foot mouth, please seek a doctor immediately. Oh my god, who is who who let the carpet shark in the room? What who who is this magical person? Hello. Hello um, and welcome to the Baby Fur cast. Um I'm Fluffy Nate. I'm Spelly. Uh, I am the artist formerly known as Lily. <laughs> and I'm uh, Dal, or at Paddy Dal on Twitter. Ah, oh, we did it! Oh, yeah! Oh, it's, episode, it's episode right, three! Episode I've done. been here all along! We already started that joke. We already did that. That was the first joke made on the podcast, was, we're done. We did it. I, yeah, and I'm putting my foot down. We're not having more than, like, we're not having more than three hosts. Alright? Not everyone can be a host. Yeah. Dallas here this week for color commentary uh, about yes. about our topic this week. Specifically the color purple because their hair is purple. This week's yes. episode of the Baby Her Podcast brought to you by the color purple. Not the movie. Not not the Broadway show or the movie. It's not brought the, the literal color purple. Like, not ingest the color purple. The color the purple shade. is a dangerous chemical that should not be seen by any of those who are weak of heart. You say this, but I'm sitting in, like, you know, purple clothing right now, so... Well... Purple clothing. Yeah, you should. Got really nice purple shoes, though. It's good. Oh. Alright, Dan. So we've introduced your name. Uh, well, what? first things first. Our first topic is you. Because we know your name, but we don't know who you are, or any pronouns, or what you do. We just know you're a doll. Um, I am uh, Dallas, or Dal, as I tend to prefer to go by. I uh, go by they, them. I'm a, uh, uh, I'm an American citizen who's lived in the UK basically my entire life, um, though I don't have a citizenship, so it's basically, I'm British in all but legality. Um, uh, and I, uh, joined the Abedale community probably about three years ago now, I think. Um, yeah, just uh, three years and a couple months, I think. Um, though, I've been um, observing for many years at this point. Um, yeah, I play games, I duke 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 duke. In fact, right now I'm playing a game that I haven't played for a decade, just to have something to do while we talk. <laughs> I'm also playing a game from two decades ago. Ooh, I'm not playing for two decades ago. Mine's only a decade and change. Um, it's Worm Online, if you've ever oh. heard of that. 
Oh, uh, I, I know someone who who works at World oh, Online. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no I know shit. someone who I works there. I have several there. questions. Okay, well, <laughs> let's not let's not bring some people into it that we don't know if they're under NDAs. Yes, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, feels very respectful. Yeah. But uh, so you play games. I also noticed that you started streaming this re- week, right? Yes, actually. Um, uh, so uh, another baby fur who happens to live uh, very close to me, um, they were selling their PC as they were getting a new one. And my old PC is like, in, in fact, it is a decade old this year. And it was far from top end when I got it. But this one has a 1080 and more RAM and all the bells and whistles. So it's a lot better and I can finally do what I've been wanting to do for a long time, which is stream. Started Skyrim on Tuesday. We're recording this on Thursday. Um, uh, started Skyrim on Tuesday, did another stream yesterday, and I'll probably do a short podcast, or short stream after this podcast words. Alright, right, good. Yeah, if you were cheating yeah. on us with two podcasts yeah, one day, I might, have, I might have been a bit upset. <laughs> 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 no, I, I've I've seen your streams. It You do well. You do well. I, I think Skyrim's a very bold choice for a starting game. Uh, Mostly because wow. I think everybody's kind of played it well, at this point. point. And the, the I don't point like... of that series is that I never played it. Well, I think, <laughs> I, think, I think relatability is important when you play video games. So, like, everybody's played Skyrim. Everybody's played Skyrim. Well, not dull. Because of that, not until, everybody... not until Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so, I was going to so, say. So, Dal, Dal I, have a, I have a suggestion for you on your stream. Um, pretend like you've never played Skyrim before. I just, haven't. Just the, Oh, good. Yeah, just pretend that you've this never played This is my first before. time playing Skyrim. I completely, I completely baffled. I, I, yeah. Go it's wide-eyed. Great. Go wide-eyed when he says the dragon words. Be You're... like, I've never seen that before. Oh, I'm just a little <laughs> British man. Am I, am I Daniel Radcliffe now? Yeah, yes. Don't you? Yeah, aren't don't, all, don't. Aren't all free money? British people of Daniel Radcliffe? Aren't all British people classified as either Harry or Hermione? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what Whoa. the bathroom. You forgot the Weasleys. That that's oh yeah, over there. I, I Hermione, and it's transphobic as well because they're doing the bathroom walls, and it makes sense that they're bathroom sites. Oh my! Oh my God! Fuck. Transphobic. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Oh. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Okay. okay. Uh, United. That's feeling, a different man. topic. You're we'll right. We still have one important <laughs> You know what they question. say? You know what they we say? Yes. One, three, one, two. Cops get Stop. the guillotine. No. And J.K. Rowling. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Dal, what yes. is your favorite animal? is not an animal please respond with for those of because i feel like i know you and i know your signature little duke duking thing but i i don't feel like a lot of people understand what animal that is i got it let me let me translate i got this puppy uh, partially right. Afraid not. I am well. 
everything is poppy technically. <laughs> exactly. um, <laughs> Cardboard tube enthusiast. Yes, I am a uh, or my sona, and uh, my favorite animal is ferrets. Um, uh, specific specifically domesticated ferrets uh, are my favorite breed, and they the noise that they make is uh, called duking. Although some people are like, oh, it's like this different name for it. Um, uh, and when they go, they tend to like. I'm not sure how to describe it really. Their war dance, as they as it's called, like I'm really not sure how to describe it because it's like imagine you take a spring and then stretch it out a bit and then put a ton of uh, loose motors inside and then just turn them all on to max power and the entire thing just flaps about in random directions that is a ferret wall dancing and that is me when excited fun fact <laughs> uh uh so stoats do something very similar and uh it stoats helps and the same family oh yeah uh and uh it causes rabbits it hypnotizes rabbits so when they go to eat a rabbit that's how they do it is they do a war dance that <laughs> that that pisses them off so much that they can't move <laughs> might be why ferrets do it too because ferrets uh do like ferrets are domesticated ferrets are actually hunting animals yeah they, they've been used historically for um, uh, different types of hunting, and don't quote me on this. This is only something that I've like heard once or twice. I don't know if it's actually true. Do your own research. Do I, your uh, research. Do your research. Um, I'm just saying this because it's uh, on topic. Is that ferrets were also used to uh, uh, run cables and wires through airplanes through the small tubes? Because fucking do. Hey, you know what they say. When you do what you love, you never. When you, when your work is doing what you love, you never work a day in your life. What? Yeah. Because ferrets you love never... tubes. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. Because I know I've seen videos of like people getting those like freaking giant ass tubes, and the ferrets just crawl on them and go ape shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it is hilarious. Ferrets love that kind of thing. So, um, one of my favorite furry things is the comic, uh, comic house pets. And there's oh, a reoccurring, there's a reoccurring gag with, I think it's the ferrets. Yes. Um, what, what where, gag? where they, they want pneumatic tubes installed in their house. So that they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that one's a really good one. So like, so the pneumatic tubes are like, um, you know, in, uh, a lot of uh, uh, more like steampunkish aesthetics. They put things in little like cylinders, like put letters or whatever, and then there are pipes running all throughout a building. You just put your letter or whatever item in the cylinder, close it up, pop it in the pneumatic tube, and then just send it on its way. Yeah, it's like and the bank. I I like to imagine that that is how I would trans transport myself around a skyscraper just and you just hear just like every now and then just kind of doppler effect 
Alright. So, open to anybody. Anyone want to talk about their week? Anything good happen? My job is cool with me switching to telescribing, so that's cool. Hey, no more exposure to COVID. I mean, I have to. I have to get a position for that. I have to secure a position for that, which is taking, which is going to take some time. Um, so I'll be in the meantime. Uh, in the meantime, I will be. Um, Puppy. Uh, in the meantime, I will be. Um. Oh, implementing, doing basic, basically managerial work. And training people, um, which is uh, pays slightly more. I think I get paid maybe twenty an hour. Do, I mean, maybe sixteen an hour doing that. That's good. Not too bad, but you know. <clears throat> All right, Nate. Do you have anything to say about the week? Since we forgot um, about you last week, you can go like yeah, two weeks if you fuck? want to. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm part of the show. Me, you'd be surprised if this is the fluffy Nate cast, damn it. Um, but no, uh, past couple weeks have been like a bit of a roller coaster, honestly. So, like, after we recorded, after we recorded episode two, uh, I did manage to get a thousand followers, uh, finally. So, got hey. that free Twitter clout, yeah. I'm uh, been happy about that. Uh, got my first COVID shot. Uh, actually, last week, last week was it? Yeah, last week got Friday, got that poke, um, and I haven't really been doing much. Uh, if it if there's any indication of how I've been, uh, I played nothing but Civ Six and Armello all day yesterday, probably like 13 hours straight. So, yeah, uh, and I'm graduating in like less than a month so it's crunch time but it's fine because i only have like 12 credits this last semester but at the same time i have an asynchronous i have a all my classes are asynchronous but i have an independent study class which i'm pretty sure i've only done like 30 percent of the work for so that's that's this week's goal that's this next week's goal is get that done and um got some projects and other shit to do but like I, I'm just trying to get out of my. F- I've been in a funk recently that I've been trying to get out of. Uh, could it be due to a COVID shot? No, it is not the COVID shot. I did not. It was. It's the first dose, so like, it felt pretty sore when I moved, and like, there's a bit of a lumpiness to it because I got the fi- uh, was it Pfizer. Yeah, I got Pfizer, but no, it was fine. Yeah, for so- uh, it'll be the second no. one that hits you. Yeah. No. Pfizer is more of a body high, while Moderna is more heady and it's good for like creative things. What? <laughs> oh my god! God fucking god damn it! Damn. <laughs> See, I didn't have, I don't, I didn't have either any reaction to either of my shots. Actually, either. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for you. Um, but to be fair, I did have COVID at one point in time, so that could play a part in it. I I want to say this very quick. Um, we should do a, a an after episode where we play Armello one day. Oh yeah, no that that 
streaming coming soon. TM. Oh my god, we're not have we're not starting a Twitch channel. Coming to an internet near you. Yeah. So, uh, other than I got my second shot this week, I went to Build a Bear, made a new friend, uh, and I finally beat Hades for the first time. So we we had a successful week of doing nothing, but I don't know life stuff for me. Anyways, let's go into the show topic. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be one that you have to do your own research on. <laughs> this, yeah, this is a bit of a doozy, honestly, because I, you know. But I think we all, all of us, wanted to do this uh, topic, which is autism awareness, and specifically autism how it relates to our community. Yeah. Well, it, it should uh, also, some people would define it more as Autism Acceptance Month because this is in April and most people, when they say Autism Awareness, they think of uh, Autism Speaks. And I mean, most I feel like most people are aware of autism, but they don't know anything. They just, there's a general knowledge that's said about it. I mean, then, that's very true. My own when i was seeking out my uh diagnosis um of course as an adult it's a lot harder to get a diagnosis because as you grow older you tend to push the habits that make you an outsider to most people you tend to push those down if you don't have the support networks and proper diagnosis when you're young as happens quite a lot but when I was talking to my grandmother about it, she was like, no, you're just, you're you, you're you. There's nothing wrong with you. Because the acceptance comes from a lot of people thinking that, oh, being autistic is bad. It's wrong. Because when a lot of people think autistic, they think um, nonverbal people are people who need constant care, which is not nearly the... Uh, majority of people who are autistic yeah and uh before we really get deep into this i'm going to first read from wikipedia that way everybody knows uh, uh i have a i have an autism i have the autism society website pulled up actually um, okay but, yeah. no no no, no. You, do you, you think we should do that instead no no i was picking wikipedia because no one can dispute wikipedia uh yeah I mean, you'd have to talk, to my, grade, you'd have to, talk to my grade school teachers about that. <laughs> okay, sure. Why don't they go change something on Wikipedia and see what happens to their changes? <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> no, no. It, let's, let's, do the, let's do the Autism Society. All right, all right. So, uh, autism is... Uh, so, reading this from the What is Autism portion of the autism society website autism is a complex lifelong developmental disability that typically appears during early childhood and can impact a person's social skills communication relationships and self-regulation autism is defined by a certain set of behaviors and is a spectrum condition that affects people differently and to varying degrees well, there is currently no single cause of autism. Early diagnosis helps a person receive the support and services that they need, which can lead to a quality life filled with opportunity. Uh, characteristics, persistent differences in communication, interpersonal relationships, and social interaction across different environments. Uh, this can look like being nonverbal or having atypical speech patterns, 
having trouble understanding nonverbal communication, difficulty making and keeping friends, difficulty maintaining typical back and forth conversation styles, uh, restrictive and repetitive behavior patterns, activities, and interests. Um, this could also look like repeating sounds and phrases, echolalia. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. Repetitive movements, preferences, or for sameness and difficulty with transition or routine, rigid or highly restricted and intense interests, extreme sensitivity to or significantly lower sensitivity to various sensory stimuli, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so yep. it's a it's a it's all it's a spectrum disorder, which means there's a lot of different. There's not one person is exactly the same. Uh, think of it like a number line. A number line has an infinite amount of points, and every number is special. Uh, yes. So I think I've, I actually had some issues with this growing up because uh, I don't know if I got an official diagnosis or this, or if this was just from like therapists. But I'm pretty sure someone diagnosed me with Asperger's because, like, you look at uh, which, of course, nowadays, if I believe um, Asperger's is is a, is a uh, is falls under the ASD now. Uh, it yeah, was essentially it, it was a time period with eugenists. Uh, Asperger's came up in a time period with eugenicists and all sorts of things. So it's a nice way to determine the good kind of people in the autistic spectrum. Yeah, like I, I knew. Um, it, and was I think to, <clears throat> it was used to reinforce the idea of this little professor stereotype of like eccentric young boys which by the way uh is still reflected is still reflected in the modern um way we perceive asperger's and autism because it's uh very much male focused um and the reason why is because asperger's presents differently for some people um while autism presents differently for some people and we don't really consider female in clinical trials for some reason and this is something that actually goes to the scientific field uh where diversity and inclusion is something that we're looking into more because it has been so, you know, white cis men centric for like clinical trials and stuff. Um, Yay, yeah. imperialism! Yeah, Ugh. thanks, all. Thanks. Well, fun. Britain. I'm, I, I'm, 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 as as someone who lives in Britain, I am directly responsible for everything that has that. ever happened because of the not British. only that, but you're American citizen. Yeah, no. So I'm responsible for. Like everything. basically everything wrong with the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blame it on Dal. Let's get it trending, guys. Hashtag blame it on the Duke. <laughs> Hashtag blame it on the Duke. But uh, it, it's kind of interesting looking at these uh symptoms and thinking about what my early life was like. Cause like I you said little professor, and I like like it triggered massive flashbacks because I'm pretty sure I've had many people in my family call me that. And a lot of other people call me that. And like when I was very, um, <clears throat> even to this day, I've had problems with like loud noises, especially yeah. like, you know, uh, fireworks, guns, uh, stuff like that. And I was very, I was, I remember my aunt and like a couple of other people really getting on to be about not maintaining eye contact when you're socializing with people and stuff like that. Um, but that, that's been kind of a back and forth thing for me. So I can't say whether or not I have it, but 
that tracks for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people need to stop being so relatable or I need to see a therapist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly. okay. laughs> so, so all of, I believe that means that all of us are either, all of us have had signs that we've been on the autistic spectrum or actually fall in this right. podcast. And I've been riding that spectrum since 1995. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's uh, and, and there's a lot of things you said that I relate to, uh, loud noises, yeah. still a thing, still a horrible, terrible thing for me. I remember actually going to the movie theater for the first, I remember not the movie or anything, but I remember going to the movie theater and thinking, Oh my God, this is so loud. And like having to cover my ears and crying, uh, yeah. it's it is very it is a different mindset to have Asperger's or ASD, uh, and it's something that as a community, at least especially in the furry community, where we usually get together at cons, which by the way are large gatherings of people who are really, really loud and uncontrollable. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's something we should talk about because it's not only, not only does people on the autism spectrum resolve this, but a lot of people with disabilities, the way that we gather is hard on them. And we should kind of start thinking more about that. Yeah. Because I feel like that's, if we really want to be a community, we need to reach out and make sure that people are feeling welcomed and feeling safe. Yeah, very true. Yeah, exactly. That, so this that... is why it's less awareness, because a lot <clears throat> of people, like, I, I think it's, um, I think there's a fair few people who are like, I don't really want to say that I'm autistic. Because there's a stigma to change it. people's yeah, there's a stigma when it's not negative. It's not inherently negative. It's just a difference. It's like saying that, like, I don't want your pity. I don't need any of that. I don't want you to look down on me. I'm still a person, and while ne not necessarily society's view of normal, I can still do most everything other people can do and the things i can't do well i've got other people to support me if you didn't know how to calculate the tax on something then you'd probably ask someone else to help you and i would uh and while i wouldn't necessarily need that i might need help just like getting a proper schedule so being reminded to brush my teeth and uh, take a shower and cook proper food that kind of thing like also, i need specific time help. yeah like, like i need specific help with that kind of thing and while most people don't really need that that's something i definitely need yeah i can relate to that big time uh because i keep eating at nine o'clock because at five uh 5 p.m. my time, Spilly goes, yo, you're hungry. And I my and my my body my body goes, you're hungry. And I go, yeah, but I have game to play. <laughs> yeah, that is yo true. game. Then it's 9 p.m. So it's four hours since I've been told I'm hungry in my body. 
and I go, oh, I guess I should go eat something. <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. <laughs> like, it's there are small ways that the disorder really does affect you. And it's things that you normal people just won't think about, like, okay, I am hyper fixated on like getting in I, I get I need an itinerary or a plan or to schedule things out. And if I do that, now that means every time before then, I'm just waiting for that first part. Oh god, yeah. Um this see, I'm like a dichotomy. I either need everything specifically planned as best as possible, or just complete fucking chaos. Like I can't deal with like maybe we stick to the plan, maybe we don't. It's just like I have to have one or the other very distinctly defined. Otherwise I just brain go burr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's Is resonating with you, Nate? What? Kind of. <laughs> Resonating with you? Is this your life? Oh my god! Huh? No. <laughs> Who's that? I, I do have to say, yeah. I feel like, uh, I think it's funny because I do have, I have, I think I've had talked about this with my mom and stuff, like about how I thrive a lot on routine, and it's funny because I alluded to this earlier, but you know, it's like like the other day I was just doing nothing but playing Armello and Civ Six all day yesterday. Um, and, like, I definitely am the kind of person that thrive. I don't – I would say thrives on routine. Actually, yes, I do thrive on routine. I thrive on routine a lot, uh, even if I don't like it. Like, I, f I hate – I hate having to be structured, but it's kind of like a necessary evil for me at least, you know. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, so and then oh god what is it i just i was looking at the show notes you put social fears that's a big one for me as well just i hate confrontation and i hate having to like uh, it's funny because at conventions i'm i'm definitely a social butterfly but on the inside my chest is just like ah, you know yeah you kind of but you kind of run around and talk to people but it's in a more friendly environment as opposed to just in society you can't just go up to someone and just be like hey you want to be friends i like your shirt and just like try to nice coat yeah nice nice coat i good I, reference for anyone who i knows. um oh personally have some social issues uh i can't make eye contact and for a very long time and this goes into neurodiversity as a general subject um uh for a long time i had um i was in the middle of what what I, uh at the time, I was. This was right before I was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, <clears throat> and I believe people could read my thoughts. And as a result, um, I have trouble with feeling very uncomfortable, thinking if, if like my thoughts go bad or something. And, and when I'm out in public, I, I worry people can like hear them and are judging me for it. So that 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 also worsens it um, a bit. But I also you know, I've always had social difficulties. I've always had difficulty being around people. So I get that. I catch that vibe. Same. Uh, we're all talking in a, in a voice chat, but that doesn't mean that I... It took me... It took literally to start this thing. It took Nate saying, yo, I should do a... We should do a podcast. And then Lily on... And then me going, yeah. 
we totally should on Twitter. Let's bring Lillipop along with. Yeah, and then like, Lily goes podcast like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, and then Lily goes, "I want to, but I can't lead it." And I go, "All right, my time to shine." <laughs> like yeah. that was it. Was that all three of our social stuff permitted it until I got permission to go just do it? And I said, "I'm in. I've gotten permission." <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna get this on iTunes, and we're gonna become the most famous. Look out, McElroy brothers! The baby fur cast is coming for you. Jesus Christ, we're not... What is this? Baby firm a bim bam? What the fuck? My, my baby, my baby, baby in me. My, my baby, my baby in me. <laughs> New podcast title name. There we go. <laughs> so that's the aftershine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I yeah. mean, they did, they did use the Rugrats theme before us, so it's kind of their fault for encroaching on our territory. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but sure, whatever. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, of hearsay on who first started using regrets, but oh my god, that's a that's an after show. That's an after show discussion there. Yeah, hang out for the after, after show where involved. me and me and Dell get into a fight. Subscribe to our Patreon to hear the after show. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> no, back on the subject of today's show. Our uh, new sponsor. <laughs> no. What the fuck? No. God. Jesus Christ. We're no, sponsored by um, the, other than like the obvious ABL by... companies. Who would sponsor this show? MeUndies. Yeah. Wait, we don't we're not big enough for undies. You shouldn't we should know you should Whoa. know this by now, Lily. <laughs> Whoa, all right. This is good for them because we'll ruin them and have to throw them out and then we'll have to stay subscribed. Oh my god. Anyways. Oh fuck. I have an article here actually from uh HuffPost. Um, oh. from HuffPost, the Queer Voices edition. I'm not sure this was I guess an issue of HuffPost back in 2017 uh titled inside the misunderstood world of adult baby diaper lovers um and in it uh this this journalist is actually interviewing the owner of uh Tykables, i believe um so just combing through the article here there are actually are uh, allusions to uh people on the autism spectrum uh, who, quote, find the diapers and child-style clothing provide a sense of comfort and stress relief. Uh, it's because it's definitely a bit of a sensory thing as well um, that a lot of baby-style things, diapers, onesies, every sort of thing is a comfort thing and also just very good at providing uh, a very a good experience for people on the spectrum as opposed to, you know, what other people like to do for fun, which is wacky, crazy, going out to the club type stuff. This is a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been to a bar once and I hated every second I was there. Yeah, exactly. Why go to a bar, bar when so you. so different in the States. Like in the UK, we have pubs where you sit down, you have some pints with your mates. Like there is. There, there isn't like bars are just a wild concept. Who the fuck just goes to a bar on their own and uh, just kind of like leans on the bar? Like you only do that 
if you uh, are like you know the staff like and that's usually because you used to work there or something no no uh my experience to a bar was literally went for one of my friends 21st birthday parties i was going to be the designated driver because i don't drink and uh it was so loud i hated it i couldn't have like we had to yell to have a discussion which isn't good for people with autism by the way because it's like ah i'm hurting my voice and it's way too loud and i can't have a conversation which is kind of the whole reason i'm here yeah that just sucks in general i don't like (laughs) i feel like that's not even just an autism thing it's just like you go to the you go to the club and it's or like a bar or something. It's so loud, and I hate having to repeat myself. Um, that it's just like I remember going to like school dances and everything. I just remember I don't I don't remember hearing a damn word anyone would say, and I remember dancing a lot, which was funny because most of the kids wouldn't dance, so therefore I would become the center of attention because I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, the eternal um, dichotomy of uh, being on spectrum, not giving a fuck and giving too many fucks. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So you know much. what? You know what they uh, say in this world? It's either milk or get milked. Oh my god! <laughs> so, I get. Uh, I'm I'm on the gives too much <clears throat> fuck uh, side, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we all. I think it all. It kind of presents in different ways. To me. If I resp- if I send a message to somebody and they don't respond, that's where it starts to get to me. Uh, a lot of when I was growing up, I was missed. Uh, we didn't figure out that all this stuff was connected until I was a senior in high school. <laughs> so I had, I had developed all these tricks to fit in. And in fact, I remember in high school, I completely destroyed my social skills and rebuilt them because of social pressures. And my God, was that difficult to somebody who doesn't understand communication very well. Uh, So my big fears are being left behind and being annoying and therefore people don't want to talk to me. Because that's, that's where my lack of social skills hurt me the most. Yeah. yeah that that seemed to be big especially for for me when i was in like elementary school and like middle school high school was all right i feel like it was i feel like high school was a bit better just because there was a wider pool of people i could talk to and and befriend uh so like you go uh in elementary school i believe i actually had there were quite a few uh instances that i had where like i was definitely like the weird kid you know quote unquote and like i i remember it was hard for me to like I, it was just really hard for me to socialize with people i'm trying trying to like dig out the deep recesses of like sixth grade fourth grade oh, second grade here, and, here's the story uh to, to con because i think i know exact story that's like sort of explaining this Oh. The reason I didn't start changing my social skills until high school was because I was one of the smart kids at my country high school, my country elementary school, which meant I was in the gifted and talented program because I was privileged uh, and I was smart. But I didn't understand social skills. So there were four girls that I grew up, uh, three girls that I grew up with. 
seeing every year for multiple times a year. And all three of them were friends. However, I was always an odd person out, and I couldn't understand why. I learned about it, finally, in high school when I was in band. And one of my friends got pissed on my pissed at me for being annoying and straight up told me that I wasn't good. And I had to reevaluate everything. Yeah, that so that seems... thing, and it really was a growing of my social or my available there is social. Nothing story. that destroys your um uh, your ability to interact with someone than being told straight up you're annoying. Yeah. yeah. Or just <laughs> like finding out that like something you do or some some certain feature about you is just people find that annoying but it's like everyone's too nice to really like say hey this is really stupid you should stop that or hey here's how like all it's just it's also a bit of a weird guideline because it's just like hey here's how you should interact with people uh cool thanks for the memo i didn't get that <laughs> yeah and it's these sort of things that like get really bad within the community. Uh, I reached out to a few people who were autistic that I'm not going to name right now out of respect for them. Uh, and also because I want this to be a bit more ambiguous. But one of the, one of the things that came up was the, sti the, the stigma of that when on the internet, when we had that whole phase of like autism is when people are cringy yeah and that still persists in our community as much as we don't want to admit it that just seems to persist everywhere though i i feel like that but especially when you look at like i so like i said i've got articles here citing that a lot of people from the community are on the autism spectrum because they find uh these types of products and this type of play very comforting uh and i i always like to say like a lot of fur uh, like there's always the stigma about furries being autistic and then you have adult babies that usually like i said autism spectrum so you combine the two you get baby fur so it's kind of i feel like in in my opinion it is kind of more prevalent in our community but we don't really talk about it yeah uh have you guys heard that you guys so there's a theory that the reason the representation of representation of autism is on the internet or in furry fandom and largely the small niche fandoms in general is that the internet is so much easier for people who have autism to talk through. You wind up in this situation where they can't socialize outside of the internet, so they socialize inside the internet on forums and chat boards and you know places like that. And then they find these niche groups and become overrepresented over in that compared to the general population. Exactly. And I think that is true. It kind of well, it kind of goes back to what I, what we were talking about with signs of autism is usually a hyperfixation of sorts. So, like one of the a good one of the one of the good questions I believe I saw um, 
because like my just now recent ex uh was autistic or is is autistic um she sent me this post that was like talking about things that you can do with or talk or be like supportive of your significant other and one of them is being like what is your special interest what is your sort of thing so like that's another reason why you see a lot of that in fandoms uh like you look at like i said fur like furries uh other sorts of fandoms you look at anime that sort of thing you find a lot of people have these quote-unquote special interests and quote-unquote hyper fixations because they find communities online that cater to that so and that's that's why like it's especially like why i feel like like some people like us would socialize better and we go to these conventions because you find more people like that that are in your special field of interest that you wouldn't find in normal life and largely those people also understand that you have limits yeah so they're willing to accept you know Uh, oh it's too loud in here yeah like it's too loud in here i need to go and i need to go to you know my room and shut down for a minute yeah or I need to be alone in a corner with my plushie or something. This place. Yeah. So, but you know, uh, as a transition, what's everybody's hyperfixation? Just as like a question. I know mine. What's your, yeah, what's your special interest? I would like to say. I feel like uh, hyperfixations. Card- okay. Uh, what? So we got Digimon, Pokemon, card games. And me, science. Oh, nice. Uh, for okay, me, no. it's so I don't, I don't have like one specific special interest at a time, or rather, I don't like just have uh, one thing where it's like, oh, I'm always interested in this. Like over the course of a week, I have like seven different things that I will just fixate on for an entire day rather than it's like oh i can switch to a different thing i'm interested in so i've got whatever video game is in front of me i will end up fixating on it Um, yeah whatever uh board game as well um uh, and uh magic the gathering including in that um and i find that especially board games and tabletop card games and tabletop rpgs stuff like that are really good for social skills that that's how i like seriously if i hadn't started playing magic the gathering at my local game store i don't think i would be able to be on this podcast i don't think i'd have the skills to have even gotten to know you well enough for you to invite me like oh I, yeah magic's <laughs> such a great game yeah i got in from i got in from from Yu-Gi-Oh. Magic. Slightly more balanced than Yu-Gi-Oh. Fun fact. Slightly more. <laughs> Slightly. More. You you won't lose lose turn one at least not in modern or or standard. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. you will. <laughs> uh, modern. Well, you can lose turn zero in every format, but standard and modern. But you can still lose turn one in modern. Yeah, I think you guys just aren't thoughts that work strong oh enough. God. <laughs> just need Anyways. to get good. 
Yeah, yeah Lily, mate, what are your interests? Oh, God. Um, that's a good question. I haven't... It's. I've been in a... Like I said, I've been in a bit of a funk recently. But I would have to say... I feel like ABDL is actually the hyper fixation because, like, I spend so much time scrolling through Twitter and on Discords, targeting people in Telegram, stuff like that. Uh, outside of that, probably uh, Pokemon. I'd have to say I really like. I like Pokemon. I like some animes. Uh, I haven't been. I haven't gotten. I haven't gained. Oh, I, oh, you know what it is? I think about it. The the current hyper fixation is, uh, or maybe not hyper fixation, but just. Lately, I've been watching a lot of like, like in like documentaries on YouTube about shit and uh, stuff like that. But like I said, anime I've actually been trying to get into. I just finished uh, the first season of Demon Slayer. Uh, that's yeah. See, that's I have opinions about Demon Slayer <laughs> ones, and ones where it's like, come on. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, I, that's the thing. That's the thing where I feel like that's kind of where I kind of fall off the bandwagon as far as autism goes. Because like, I don't. Uh, then again, I feel like there are things that I just tend to tend to focus on for a while, and then kind of burn out with them, and then find something else later on. And then yeah, you know, that's pretty that's fair. typical of yeah, uh, no, people listed... who aren't on the far end of the spectrum. Yeah. And, like, or, I listed the things that if I know, like, mentally I know that if I return to any of these for, like, an extended, like, sometimes if I, like, find a piece of art that is too close to what I like for Digimon, then all of a sudden I want to watch a whole series of Digimon again. Yeah. These things are literally things that if I think <laughs> about them too much, they start to consume all of the interest around me. Oh yeah, and that th the thing, I think the other thing is that it kind of kills it after a while because it's like, like I noticed that with um, with songs especially, like I'll get stuck on uh when I well back when I <laughs> before COVID I would uh have Before's to get a card. Boys reunion tool. Yeah, um, but every time I'd get in the car, I usually would play like one or two songs that I always wanted to listen to and then that kind of wear that kind of wore out after a while and then i'd kind of mull around trying to find other shit to play and then i'd find another song and i'm like ah that's the hyper fixation for this week and then i'd just be playing that all the time yeah uh, it doesn't help that like when i open up spotify and i go to my music like the first like the first thing to pop up are my recently liked so it's just like ah let me just listen to this again and again and again and again okay. My sh my current hyperfixation is uh, wrestling. Oh, oh yeah. You had yeah. um. Oh, well, I was... I'll, I'll message you about a podcast um which I don't listen to, but from people I like, I'll message you about it later. Yeah, I, I, oh. I, I watch uh, a lot of wrestling, and I talk. It's one of those things where I love it because it's a television show that's live that's been going on for like. 25 30 years it's not even it's like 40 years of plot line that's just continuous 
It's yeah, like, has to wreck you... on itself in the middle of it because it's yeah, live. like fuck Homestuck, <laughs> fuck Homestuck, fuck like all the ones that have been running for a decade, all the web comics and shit like that, where it's just become so convoluted. Nah, wrestling's where it's at. If you want convoluted storylines that nobody understands anymore, there is a swamp <laughs> wizard. There is a wizard that comes from the swamp, and now he is a cart is a children's TV show host. And he just got betrayed by his co-host who brought him back from being set on fire. I don't know how else to explain explain what is happening with this. I I was expecting a wrestling intro this week, to be honest. Oh yeah, because WrestleMania was last week. Um yeah. speaking of wrestling, Curious. one thing I do want for my house. Never given, never my... given, I'll be victorious. Oh my gosh, that's that's uh, Bobby Roode's theme. Yeah, it's one of um, the only wrestling themes I know, <laughs> other than the war. No, I won't give in. Uh, so yeah, if uh, my ideal playroom has a WrestleMania sign that you can point to, and that's what that's for. It's just pointing at it. <laughs> that's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cute. So. So to, to continue on the, the idea of like playroom stuff, there was an actually an interesting idea I had that I want to talk a little bit about for sure, which was how the AS the being on the spectrum can really affect little space and being you know a little. Uh, yeah. I heard God. I heard from some people stuff like it makes it harder to be a little uh, because you're kind of aware of the stimulus around you and it's really easy to break out. That's me. Uh, I also know that there are some people that uh, they don't really like the diaper aspects and because of in general, because uh, what is it? Because the community hyper focuses on that, or the community so focused on you know the diaper aspect, they feel like yeah. they get they become invisible because that's not where their interest lies. It gets uh, the, it, it kind of got it kind of got stolen from like, or it kind of gets ABDL is an umbrella of a bunch of different uh, things. It's like you definitely you consider ABDL you could consider ABDL a spectrum, but that's the thing is like you get roped in with all the people who have diaper fetishes and for some people that's they don't they don't have diaper nor fetish so they just they're just kind of they're just kind of sitting there <laughs> like and that, that's that's been a that's been a huge thing because if people are really focused on that and you don't have any interest in it and you're autistic you're not gonna engage with that mm. you don't feel a need to engage with that even though that's part of the community so you yeah. you become you become invisible and ignored with it uh for me, I know that there's also like a whole nonverbal thing that goes on. When mm. I am small, there's not words. Thinking in words actually ruins my little space. Yeah. It, so yeah. It, it, and at first I thought, you know, I, I realized that that was kind of an offshoot of autism was the lack of communication skills while small. Uh, I, I try and 
I know that Lynn, one of our mutual people that we've known, or that we've at least interacted with on Twitter, uh, she posted this whole really good uh, thing, uh, thread on being like a little, and also she mentions things like uh, when she's having like the autistic tics or whatever, don't don't call the treat them like they're normal because like it's like an exaggeration. Yeah, I like to call them yawns because you can't really control them. And they kind of happen on their own. And they're like, yawn. If you do learn to control them, they don't go away. They just manifest differently. Uh, Sometimes I will get those intrusive thoughts where I have to do something. And if I don't do something, all of a sudden, that's all I can think about is I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I have, I've actually gone and bought a magic deck because it's like, God damn it. I need to do this to shut my mind up. So yeah. that plays a lot in the little space too. And I think that it's a discussion that we should have as a community. I don't, I feel like there's so much that people without autism can do by like making a safe environment, making a quiet environment, uh, treating people how they kind of want to be treated. But there's also stuff that autistic people should really look into and in seeing how we should present while little and how our behaviors might actually help us be like being able to take off the mask and just let yourself be, you know, let those ticks and stuff out and not have to worry about regulate them might actually help with little space. Yeah. Yeah. For um, some people it's, it's just as simple as like treating uh, uh, from a caregiver uh, be from like if you're a caregiver, treat them like an infant, but also it, it's a balance of treating them like an infant, but also realizing when realizing that they have adult needs in a you know in a sense. But uh, and that kind of definitely helps get into uh getting into it with uh a little with having a little or being a baby fur is um usually when you engage in a CGL relationship, it's sort of uh uh it's just sort of like, ah, they're my mommy, daddy, ZZ, whatever caregiver name you want. And like you kind of have little play moments and that's it. And I feel like there's a bit of a there also could be a bit of a challenge when it comes to uh people on the spectrum that like you also could have to, you know, step in and be ha- have more care and you know, take the time to actually try and like help them a little bit more with stuff like that. But that's it's not out of the ordinary, I think, in my opinion. It's something something that happens. Yeah. I, I'm primarily talking about things like uh uh the behaviors being kind of accepted while small instead of having to mask them all the time. Oh uh, right. You just kinda well yeah, and it's just like, and I feel like sometimes you could just kind of, uh, as a caregiver, you could kind of just chalk that up to opt being a baby, and not really question it. Yeah, they're what, just they're people are being who they want to be. One of the ideas I got from uh, one of the people I reached out to to talk about this stuff was 
a lot of the ASD symptoms are kind of just like being an exaggerated toddler things. Mm. Yeah, yes. basically. Yeah. Like picky foods. I can't stand the texture of this food, so I'm not going to eat it. Oh, uh, yeah. Tomatoes uh, and mushrooms for me. I like the taste of mushrooms, but I just can't stand the texture. I like the taste of tomatoes, but I cannot stand the water. Same, yeah. Tomatoes and mushrooms. Ugh. I can't stand Ugh. mushrooms because the texture. Yeah. I yeah. actually found mushrooms to be a lot more enjoyable to eat if you deep fry them. <laughs> Apparently, if you just put deep fry on anything, it tastes better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. <laughs> America. America. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it really is like these behaviors with ASD tend to show up in, you know, toddlerhood in the first place. Right. And they, they, they continue. And it is like being a, a really big toddler at times. You don't know when to go to sleep because oh like i'm just playing like or i don't yeah. know what time it is to eat because oh i'm, I'm playing game <laughs> or alternatively or, you eat whenever because like i always find myself maybe i'm not hungry but it's like oh it's five o'clock i eat because you get, it's get time it yeah it's eat, eat time, time. <laughs> It's eat time, but I'm not hungry. Eat time. <laughs> eat time. So no, it, it is something that I think that the community should really kind of look into because I feel like it is an under... It is a way that the feelings of autism have kind of been shamed and put a stigma to them when if being little is about being a little kid these behaviors that are associated with it are part of being a little kid to us. Yeah, exactly. So we as a community should learn to work with that better and actually listen to our friends. Yeah, communication is definitely key. Uh, and I mean, I feel like the the people who are least qualified to be non-tolerable are furries and yeah. people into kink because yeah. if you <laughs> you sit here thinking about me rocking back and forth or someone rocking back and forth as weird while you like you know i don't know peeing on someone no <laughs> full stop <laughs> you ever been to a club of people we own each other yeah exactly wait i'm sorry what did you say uh, nothing. I'm oh, just, I'm just being God a, damn it, Lily. <laughs> I'm just being a goof. No, it's just like you, you know. No, it is. It is. If you're in a glass house, glass house, it's probably not good practice to start throwing stones. Or yeah, exactly. Like, don't just don't without, do it. Yeah, probably not a good idea. He who is without sin, do not cast. Uh, go ahead and cast the first stone. See what happens. Fuck around and find out. Oh, no, I was talking about glass houses. No, I, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I just, you said throwing stones. That's another trait. Jumping connected thoughts that don't seem connected, but to the autistic person, are incredibly connected. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, because I keep doing that to people. Like, I'll just, 
Or sometimes I feel like I've said things to people, and then there's like, no, dude, you never said that to me. Or that you you oh, assume God, that everybody, yeah. or you assume that everybody like thinks the same brain patterns you do. So like, one phrase might jump to like seven different different things for you. Uh, but that's not true for everybody. In fact, it's not true for most of the people. Yeah. But you're the one who made that, and you just assume everybody would do that. Like everybody's gonna make that jump, right? It's so simple to me. <laughs> Yeah, and it's that I think that's the other thing that you mentioned it. Like sometimes I sometimes I do catch myself just being like, What the fuck? Why don't they understand? Or like, you know, oh, come on. Like, it's not that hard. And it's like, I feel like that's why also that would be a problem if I ever wanted to teach. I don't feel like I could be a good teacher. No. No. I can't teach. <laughs> I learned I can't teach because whenever I try to help fellow uh students when i was in college i would go i don't have the patience for this mm. <laughs> or i just can't i just can't explain this like i physically can't explain this well. <laughs> it was really bad so <laughs> i just learned i should not be a teacher because <laughs> a lot of times when i will say like just just do this why why don't you just do this simply. Why isn't this? Why doesn't this make sense to you? Just down B. Yeah, exactly. The reference that only Lily and I get. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just inside jokes at that point. But yeah, <laughs> it's there's a there's a lot of things that Lily knows too much inside jokes for. Oh boy. I have inside Lily. jokes for everyone. Yeah, it's Lily true. knows too much. That's, why her, that's her. That's her. It's why if I go. It's why if, if I go missing one day, nobody will know who did it because there's so many people who have so much, <laughs> so much stuff with me. It'll be it'll be the sun. You sunbathe too long. Yes. Puppy sunbathe too long. Sun stolen puppy. Probably. So, is there any other topics that we want to? That anybody wants to bring up? I feel like we hit everything on the head. Everything? Yeah, yeah. everything. Wait. Um, uh, I'm trying to... I guess uh, one good thing would be um, stimuli, like physical stimuli, um, whether that is wearing or pacifiers or particular clothing, like one oh and such, or just yeah. like having a bushy at times i think that that's something that more people can understand like people who may not understand what being autistic is like i think that they could get that more oral fixation's a thing a very common yeah. thing and uh, also like fidget cubes and things oh like yeah those types of things lots of people use those so it's a lot more like you can just that's something that I can say to people listening who aren't autistic and don't really understand why we do a lot of things. It's usually because that is what is comfortable to us. Yeah. And it is... It is very comforting to have those. Uh, in fact, I know that when I was stressed in college... 
uh, I would just bring up washi with me to classes and put it in my bag because even if I didn't get it out and hold it, like it was nice to know that I had the comfort object near me. That's actually really cute. Yeah, I'm adorable. <laughs> I I think yeah, like what what Dal was saying about like certain fidget toys, especially I know uh, just like even just being able to just roll like you said roll with it kind of thing with with uh stimming is um what what they call it you know you kind of yeah. have what these cool things that you do it. yeah and it's just like it was interesting so th- i actually um kind of reminds me of a random story i met this voice actor at a convention um he's not i don't think he's that well known he does he does a few voices for like some mobile games or something but I it was it was a weird convention like there was, there was a lot more chill than other conventions because it was very small but he was just kind of sitting there we were talking about some stuff and then he just starts rocking you know like how how it is uh with people in the spectrum and like I didn't say anything I'm pretty sure I didn't like react whatsoever and I just kept talking with him and he just seemed really chill and then I I come to find out later he's on uh, I was like he's on the spectrum so I was like Oh, that's, and it's just like, and, but there's no need to bring any attention to it. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I am, I always sit very strangely in my chair. I don't sit normally in my chair ever. I don't sit legs straight, back straight, because I'm just like, no, this is extremely wrong. So if you, just get like a camera on me in 10 minutes i will be in like five different positions and each of them like i might be cross-legged i might be cross-legged a different way might have a knee up to my chest might be like sideways on my chair like i do not sit in one position so yeah yeah i i've i've shifted in my chair multiple times this record yeah. So, well, I just kind of like, I kind of do this thing in my chair where I kind of like swing back and forth, like side or like side to side, I should say. If I'm playing a game, my knee is bouncing. Yes, God, knee bouncing. I do that all the damn time. Dang. <laughs> but uh, well, so there's a lot. Nate Nate likes to put someone on his knee and bounces them. Yeah, that's the thing because I. I Little known, little known fact: I'm a switch. You think I'm Whoa. a baby all the time? I'm not. Definitely I, time though. If I can, if I can get someone on my knee, I can bounce them. I'd be kind of that. That'd just be really fun. Yeah. Oh. Any anyone? If you ever see, I I guess if I ever go to a con or if I ever hang out with people, I definitely would be down to give knee bounces. Yeah so yeah done the talk and the discussion yes so there's only one thing left to do <laughs> Dal, thank you for showing up and being our guest today yeah I, uh, I that's ferret for thank you i don't know thank you for having me yeah. i was going to like point to some autistic groups you can donate to but then i remembered we have a lot of people in our community if you want to support autistic people, just go donate to one of them who's streaming. 
Yeah. Like Dal. Well, the, as Dal, as far as oh, Lily, God. Lily has a stream. And yeah. and like that directly supports autistic people. <laughs> like, guess what? I found a way to say I don't have to worry about the money that's going, the money that's not going to autistic people with companies. Uh, or because yeah, the only uh, the only company that I know a lot of people are vehemently against is Autism Speaks. Yes, yes. do not support them in any way. We'll they say are. Rares. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, aside no from, um, there's a couple of other ones. Like I, I, like I said, this the website here where I got most of this research from the Autism Society. Uh, there's quite a bit of resources here. They have um, some uh, different things you can go and find out. Uh, do some do some research with that. There's a couple of other ones here. Um, just stop me if I'm. If no, there's no, no, any no. that are like bad, like aut uh, what is it? Autism Society of America, National Autistic Society, Autism Canada, Asperger's Autism Network, Autism Self Advocacy, Autism Self Advocacy Network. Yeah, that that um, Autism Science Foundation. There, there's quite a few. If you do some if you want to do some more research about it, there's uh, there's definitely a lot more than a Google search away. Just you might want to scroll down a bit because the first few links are always Autism Speaks because they're definitely the most prevalent. But because they spend the most money. Yeah. That, oh yeah. That's yeah, wait. Hold on a second. Let me. Let me if I Google Autism, I just Google Autism. What is the first thing to come up? Oh no, it's Wikipedia. No, well, yeah. The, the second, the second one, the second and third links are both Autism Speaks. And just to just for people who aren't in the know. Autism Speaks is bad because they view autism as a disease that needs to be eradicated. And also, no one on their board of trustees is actually autistic. So, they don't even speak for us. They kind of just look at us as lesser being. Think of them as the same kind of people as anti-vaxxers. In fact, they often overlap. Wow. Because there's a lot of people that think they're, they're, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people. There are definitely people that think vaccines lead to autism. Go get your shots, specifically the COVID one. That way, you can, that way, one, we can leave this, but two, you'll get good, uh, good Wi Fi. Good Wi Fi. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's fun. I think I saw this one meme that was like, when you're autistic, but you get vaccinated anyway, and it's just like, level up. You get double autism. Yeah. The, <laughs> Autism 2, Electric Boogaloo. No, no. no. I, I used to be a fan of Electric Boogaloo. Alright, as a, as a standard sequel. It works. Fine. I, I've i learned, though, that Tokyo, that doing X thing Tokyo Drift is probably slightly better. Autism 2, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, like... Because it's not... It's usually not related to anything. But, like, I understand I, Boogaloo on word, but in the world of Boogaloo Boys, like, we can't actually use that anymore. I, yeah. And I think with that, I think we've we've overstayed our podcast. Welcome here. Oh, do your plugs. Yes. Uh, I am uh, at Paddedal on Twitter. That's P-A-D-D-E. 
D-D-A-L, or Dal the DJT on Twitch. Um, I don't actually have a schedule, but I'm there sometimes. Uh, that's D-A-L-T-H-E-D-J-T. Lily, do your plugs. Uh, actual Lily Pup on Twitter. Uh, and then I also have It's the Lily Pup on Twitch, if you want to come watch me on Twitch, which I haven't streamed in over two months. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll eventually get back on that. Uh, anything else? Um, uh, again, uh, all cops are bad. Um, all cops are bastards or whatever. Uh, and they are the complicit in a system that oppresses and kills. Yeah. Now, Anyways. Spelly, do your plugs. Okay, I'm Speller19. Uh, you can find me pretty easily by going to the Baby Fur Cast's Twitter, which is still currently at Baby Fur, at Baby Fur C. Uh, we don't know when we're changing it. Don't know. Uh, well, you know Littles always yeah. trying to avoid a change. Uh, but I'm... But on Twitter, I'm Speller19. I don't have anything set up for anything else. Oh, it's Speller underscoring because reasons. It's cool gamer uh, underscore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Nate, do the plugs. Yeah, uh, um, electrical. Uh, but, um, God, what other plugs are there? Uh, no, uh, you guys can follow me on twitter.com slash fluffy Nate. Uh, I don't really have much else that I regularly post on or I'm too much of a content creator. I'm thinking about Twitch streaming. Um, but that's going to obviously wait until I'm done with school. If Probably I don't have smart. anything else in my... Yeah, exactly. So for now, twitter.com slash fluffy Nate. Uh, I'm not probably going to be as active these next couple weeks, but you can still give me a follow. And Lily. That's... Lily, outro music. Right now. Uh, outro music. The baby fur podcast is over now. Uh, yeah, that's the outro music. The song's really short.